If the United States betrays the millions of people who have relied on us in Vietnam, the President of the United States, whoever he is, will not deserve nor receive the respect which is essential if the United States is to continue to play the great role we are destined to play of helping to build a new structure of peace in the world. It would amount to a renunciation of our morality, an abdication of our leadership among nations, and an invitation for the mighty to prey upon the weak all around the world. Richard Nixon assumed the presidency in January 1969. The nation was at war, and the world seemed on the brink of nuclear catastrophe. It was the greatest set of challenges facing any incoming president since the end of the Second World War. Mr. President, America's involvement in Vietnam was regarded by many as a disaster. It was splitting American society at home in a very grievous way for what seemed to many an obscure or even a mistaken reason. How did it look to you, though? Well, it looked to me first that uh, the reason for our being in Vietnam had perhaps not been adequately understood by the American people. I thought first that Kennedy and Johnson were right in going in Vietnam. I was very critical of the way the war had been conducted. I thought they could have done, that they could have conducted it in a more effective way. I had some ideas as to what could be done, uh, but I wasn't about to go down that po easy political path of bugging out, blaming it on my predecessors. It would have been enormously popular in America, but that would have paid, had been at an enormous cost, eventually even to America, but particularly to the whole free world. Let me be quite candid about it. Uh, the most popular position to take on Vietnam, if I was simply playing to the votes and playing to popular opinion in the world, was to bug out and blame it on Johnson and Kennedy. I know. And I could say that. And, uh, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it because I don't believe it. It was a very complex situation. It was complex at the beginning. It was difficult throughout. Uh, I know it was, I know what Johnson went through and how he agonized over the war. Richard Nixon came to office in 1968 having made a promise to President Lyndon Johnson that he would stand with him, that together they would stop the high water mark of communism and stop its spread across Southeast Asia. Richard Nixon stuck by that promise even in these interviews because he had made it way back in 1968, while still struggling for his political life. Nixon was up, way up in the polls, until September 30th, when Hubert Humphrey turned the tide with this speech. I want to talk with you about Vietnam. Humphrey repudiated Lyndon Johnson's war policy. As president, I would stop the bombing of the North as an acceptable risk for peace. The announcement would narrow the polls dramatically. Nixon immediately had an unexpected order for his personal aide, Dwight Chapin. Get President Johnson on the phone. 
Who did he say that to? He said it to me. Yes, President Johnson was recording the call as Nixon discussed Humphrey's speech. This will be interpreted, as I'm sure you know, as a dramatic move away from the administration. It's my intention not to move in that direction. Richard Nixon reiterated it again in 1968 after winning the election. Well, of course... Well, I haven't stayed in this thing five years to throw it away the last five weeks. The point is, too, that you've always, uh, you've, your position has always been, rep- basically, as I told you, uh, you've taken the position which was, uh, was extremely unpopular and which was right. And so, therefore, I want to support you on it. We're going to do it. And there's no, no question about that. I want you to know that. Thank you, Dick. Richard Nixon was a career anti-communist. He came to office determined to change the world by dealing with the philosophy he had opposed his entire career. And by January 29, 1973, Richard Nixon had changed the world. He had the communist world leveraged against one another. He had brought the country together, ending a decade of divisiveness and turmoil. And he had brought over 550,000 American boys home from Vietnam. On January 29, 1973, Richard Nixon stood with Abraham Lincoln as one of the two men who had truly saved our union. He had plans for a second term for welfare reform, health care reform. He had plans for basic income, for restructuring our federal government and returning power to the states, local government, and to the people. Simply, he went to sleep that night certain a generation of peace was at hand that we were on the verge of mastering our moment and the best was yet to come nixon beat hubert humphrey johnson's vice president by less than a single percent of the popular vote conversation with the vice president. I know exactly how he felt. I know how it feels to lose a close one. <laughs> a victory that left in its wake adversaries who were unwilling to accept the legitimacy of the nation's verdict. He had a huge store of enemies. Many of them uh, felt they were doing the Lord's work or were being patriotic by trying to destroy Richard Nixon. a major break in the Watergate trial today. On this day of sentencing, one of the defendants, James McCord, promised to uh, reveal hidden details about the bugging of the Democratic headquarters. 